Ladies and gentlemen, this is El Cochino, Tom Lawler, and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast that puts the lotion on its own skin, Lucha World. Bitchin'. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Lucha World Podcast, episode number 136. Fredo Esparza here, and this week, we are going to talk about the CMLL Grand Prix, um, the top two matches from that show. Uh, We will also be giving a rundown of the CMLL 89th anniversary show, some of the changes that came about because of an injury. We'll also be talking about the CMLL Night of Champions show that's coming up in late September, and we will also be looking at the latest news on Triple Mania 30th um, Chapter 3 in Mexico City where we already knew about one match that was happening but we have more information on on a couple of other matches and some changes that have already happened to those matches and um, that have led to um, really they haven't really led to I mean other than one match having some uh, a change um, there's still a little bit of um, question mark as to what will be one of the other matches because the, there really is the top two matches which would be the the mask match and the and the AAA World Mega Heavyweight Title match; those two seem to be the two big matches on that show. We still don't know what what's going to happen with the World Mega Heavyweight Title match, uh, but we will talk about that in a bit. But before we get to that, we will go. We will first talk about some of the recent CMLL shows. I think last podcast I mentioned how I was going to talk about all these matches that have happened in CMLL recently, and there's been a lot of good stuff that's been going on over there. It's been a far better um, last few months for CMLL. Um, I think it probably goes back to the that tag match that um, that was held between the Chavez brothers and uh, versus Garamaya Jr. and Star Star Jr. Kind of seems like from that point forward they started having a, at least a couple of matches every couple of weeks that were anywhere between good to great, and even some of the shows were pretty um, were pretty good. But um, it really came became very noticeable with the Grand Prix show from August. August 23rd were um, the top two matches, of course, were the Grand Prix match itself, which was Team Mexico versus Team World, and the other match, which was Echicero defending the CML World Heavyweight title against Euphoria. Um, Those two matches I thought were excellent. I don't know if they were like... I I don't know what the star rating would be for these matches because honestly, I don't really... I don't really do that. I usually just base it on whether it was good, great, you know, excellent, you know, whatever whatever term you want to use. Um, but I thought they were both very good, 
excellent matches. I actually kind of preferred the Echercero Euphoria title match more than the Grand Prix match, uh, but that I think that's more of a preference type of thing. Um, also, the fact that the novelty of Echicero defending the title on a CMLL show was um, is something that hasn't been happening on a, on a regular basis on CMLL shows. But I thought those guys were both outstanding in that match. A really good heavyweight match. We haven't had, you know, usually it's Ultimo Girl versus somebody, another big guy that it has been the, the big heavyweight title match. And now we're kind of seeing um, with Terrible and Hechicero as the two main world, uh, the two heavyweight champions, uh, we're kind of getting a little bit of a, a, a greater variety of guys that they could face off against. Um, Terrible recently defended his title against Panterita del Ring on an Arena Coliseo show, uh, which I'm sure, you know, if if you've seen Panterita del Ring uh, work when he was pretty much with the with the Hijos at Averno as a Festo, um, I think it kind of had run its course and him being a Rudo, kind of, he looked a little slower. Uh, when he started wearing the Panterita del Ring um, outfit and turned te- and they switched them over to Technico, it kind of seemed like it, it brought a little bit of new life to him. So I think he, that actually helped. Unfortunately, we probably will never see a hat match on anything. Um, I wish they would actually at least post. Maybe we'll see highlights of that match, but um, especially on CML and Forma. But it would have been cool if they actually recorded these matches and actually made them available at some point. Uh, but Echicero versus Euphoria, I thought was excellent. Uh, there was actually this one crazy dive that Echicero did where he where he jumped over the top rope, and it looked like he was basically going from like maybe like a, a foot higher than he should have and the good thing for him was that euphoria is one of the taller luchadors um so he was able to at least um catch him um if this was somebody who was maybe like let's say under under 510 uh would have really been in some serious trouble um because that would have we could have we could have seen the last of Echicero really because that would have been a really bad um, bad dive. Although I think Echicero, when he did the dive, he, he had his arms out, so he kind of was already a little bit more prepared to take the to take to take the impact of the of the of the fall. Um, but um, I thought these guys were both excellent. The one critique that I would have for this match was the the very the finish of the match where um, CML they constantly used the the above the uh, the ring camera. And that angle did not do Echicero's submission hold any justice. And I also think the way he did this, the, when he went for the submission hold, I don't think people were really expecting that to be the finish. Um, so a lot of the crowd kind of like wasn't as um, enthusiastic as far as that being the finish uh, because the crowd was great for this match. I mean, they were really reacting to every single big um, big spot until the very finish. It kind of like, it kind of just died that that moment. I think it also didn't help that the, that what they could see on the big screen, um, the camera angle wasn't very good. They probably should have done something a little better. But when they showed the replay, you could see that it was, a, it, I mean, it's a cool submission hold, but I think maybe t- it takes Ichisero a little too long of a time to get it, especially against the guy who's as big as Euphoria. So that was my only criticism of the match. The rest of it I thought was excellent. Um, these two guys were really out there trying to prove a point that they were really good, uh, which everybody already should know that they're they're great wrestlers. Echicero doesn't get to show it as much. Euphoria has this year at least had a little bit more of an opportunity to um, showcase himself in singles and tag matches with his um, son, um, Sorano Jr. But 
Um, this was a good showcase for both of them. And, you know, I was kind of hopeful that maybe Hechisero would defend the title at the Night of Champions show, but that did not happen. Uh, but at least we'll maybe get the Infernales in one match, um, although their opponents aren't that great. But at least we'll get something like that for that show. Uh, wish it was somebody a little better. But, you know, I thought it was a great... This, Like I said, this match, Echicero versus Euphoria, definitely something people should go out of their way to check out. Um, I thought it was an excellent match. Um, the Grand Prix was actually won by Volador Jr., who beat Tiger Mask 4. I thought this was actually... I would say it was a notch below the the, the CML World Heavyweight title match. Um, I think it it took up about 1 hour 21 minutes of the, of the show, which... I, I mean, it was well-deserved. I mean, it had, don't get me wrong, because they did the whole um, introduction, the, the, the playing the, the, the national anthem, all of that, that. That works perfectly for this match and the, this environment. You had the crowd really fired up, rooting for the Mexican team. And for the most part, the crowd was very much into it. I think that was the big thing, that if, you're gonna, if, if this match was raised up a level, it was because of the crowd reaction being so strong for much of the, of the show, and especially um, rooting against the, the, the team world group um i thought team world uh some of the guys were pretty good uh, some of the other guys some of the guys weren't that great um i was very impressed with lince dorado and um rocky romero rocky romero has been there before and i mean he's he's still a very good wrestler and i think he did he showed what he could still do he's definitely somebody that cml should really consider bringing back um, because i think he could contribute something more to the promotion especially the fact that he did such a great job building up his rivalry his old rivalry bringing that back with volador jr i think that's something they should really consider maybe you know maybe do a hair match or do some sort of title match between the two um, i think that would be a fun match to have and the other thing they could do with rocky romero is he could be the one that could lead team world for the next couple of um maybe the next year or so um just have a team captain that a guy who like kind of picks out the team i think that would be kind of a cool thing to have and i think rocky romero would be would be a, a good fit for that um the other one i was very impressed with was lince dorado i know he mentioned he wanted to be appear on more cmll shows and he definitely deserves to to be on there and he he was very impressive um i wasn't as high on him initially just because i don't i don't watch a lot of WWE, if at all. Um, so, and I, I, I didn't really um, know a lot of um, from him being in WWE. I knew very little about that, other than him teaming up with Grand Metallic. And as an independent, I may have seen a few of his independent matches, but I, it's been so long ago that I honestly, it, he wasn't somebody that was really on my radar as far as being a, a super talented wrestler. And also, the other thing was like I really found his catchphrase very annoying. Um, so that kind of, it just kind of like, it kind of killed it for me. Like I was like, eh, I'm not going to be that th excited about this guy. And um, he proved me wrong. He's a very good wrestler. I definitely think he's somebody that CML should bring back more often. If they really wanted to do something like have him and Rocky Romero be a, you know, like a trio, bring in somebody else. And that would be fantastic. Um, I thought they, that those two were the probably the most impressive out of everyone that was from um, Team World, I thought MSCS also kind of fit in well. Did a great job as the like the one who was the most recognizable foreigner in Mexico. So I think he did a great job of like healing it up. Him and um, Rocky Romero for their team. Um, the other guys that were on Team World, honestly, I was a little, I was I thought Oracle did pr pretty good, especially because he got that long stretch with Sobrano Jr. That was kind of like the the beginning of when they were going to start eliminating um guys out of the out of the match, and I thought he did pretty well. He has kind of like a cool like an interesting look. So 
you know, if they wanted to bring him back as like teaming with Lince Dorado and, and Rocky Romero, I'd kind of be okay with it. But I think the other thing is like, I don't think he's quite at that level of those two. Um, and I think that was the other thing. Uh, Messias, as far as star level and a, reg- a known quantity in, in Mexico, um, he fit in as a guy that should be on this. And I think Rocky Romero and Lince Dorado, Dorado on talent alone, alone were way better than anybody else on Team World. Um, I thought Rob, I thought Robbie Eagles was going to be a little bit better um, because I've seen him wrestle in other places. I've seen him in, in, in New Japan, and I I think he was on one of the PWG shows I last attended, um, and he looked good. But um, I think I don't know maybe I, maybe that time off and the fact that um, he was dealing with everything I was dealing with, um, having tested positive for COVID and then not being able to wrestle for for a few days, and then you know having to get tested, maybe that kind of got a got his rhythm it got him out of rhythm or whatever but i didn't really think he was that impressive matt taven i thought was kind of just okay kenny king wasn't very good at all um, tiger mass four i thought just name value kind of just was there um he really like i will say the one thing i was very impressed with was the, the commentary team made sure to mention that he was the fourth version of tiger mass so um one of them was very specific on talking about how how there was a tiger Ma- mentioned sayama being the first um, Isawa being the second, Kanamoto being the third, and this one being the fourth version. So I thought they did a great job of making sure that people knew that this was not the original uh, because we still have a lot of people who, oddly enough, still think that it's the same Tiger Mask um, when it'd be kind of ridiculous to think that they, it would be, I mean, I guess maybe not. Um, in Mexico, it probably wouldn't be that ridiculous because there's a lot of older wrestlers still active in Mexico, um, especially in their in their late 60s, early 70s. So it wouldn't have been that surprising, but... I thought it was. I thought it was best that maybe they could have brought in a Japanese wrestler that had a little bit more. Um, and you know, I think he fit just because they viewed him as a legend. Um, that was kind of something like they kind of had to even it up a little bit because I think the if you don't have Tiger Mask four in the group, for the most part, and Messias, I mean the other guys, I don't think they have the they have the the name value that would have attracted a lot of people. I think Rocky Romero, based off his interviews and bringing it back all the stuff that from the past. I think he's kind of elevated himself. I think Lince Dorado on his work elevated himself. Kenny King, I just like I said, he wasn't very impressive. Rob Eagles, I think he, he I think he he was a good addition, but I think maybe this match he wasn't at, he didn't show as much. And and I'm not gonna just nitpick the team world. Team Mexico had a couple of guys that I wasn't really that pleased about. Um, Stuka Jr. did not look good. Uh, period. He did not look good in this match at all. He does look like he's gained a lot of weight since you know since his early days. I thought Team Mexico side had to carry it a little bit more, though. But I think really he was kind of like the one that was the most noticeably out of shape one. Um, but you know, everybody else, the other the other guys involved, kind of seemed like they fit in. I think the one thing I was kind of disappointed is that they went with the the obvious final three for Mexico being Ultimo Guerrero, uh, Mystico, and um, Volador Jr. Uh, that seemed that seemed like a little too obvious. It would have been nice to have thrown in maybe like a like a Sobrano Jr. or an Atlantis Jr. instead of like Ger- Ultimo Girl or um, Mystico. But obviously, if they wanted to get the, the, a stronger crowd reaction, so they kind of wanted to keep that reaction going, they obviously had to keep one of these three guys in there. Although, if you would have kept Sobrano Jr. in, I think that the reaction would have been just as strong. Um, but I, overall, I thought this match was a, a good match, um, bordering on great. Um, I would say it was somewhere in between. The reaction to these um, matches where they have Mexico versus the world is always going to be very strong. And I really dug that. 
um, man, you know, it, I thought it was a fun, a fun, two fun matches. Um, I do recommend people watching them. Very enjoyable. Just be be warned, you'll probably have to like it's about an hour fifty minutes out of your time. So about a two hour, um, two hours that you could watch it, or you could watch it on the on the YouTube um, channel, CML's YouTube channel, where it's probably going to be uh, cut down uh, because the the one I, the the version I saw was was on Ticketmaster Live, and um, it was a, a far longer. Um, Lengthy. It had more length. It didn't have the editing that I'm sure the the what they aired on television would have. So CMLL recently announced the entire lineup for the 89th anniversary show, which is going to happen on September 16th in Arena, Mexico. I guess we'll run down through the card and like talk about get to what's changed on some of the, in some of these matches. Um, the opener for this show will be. The Dulce Atrapasueños, Dulce Gardenia, Espiritu Negro, and Rey Cometa defending the Mexican National Trios titles against Fuerza Poblana, which is Arcalis, Jeremiah Jr., and Stigma. Um, that was I'm that was a very surprising um, match to announce. I'm I'm really impressed that the Puebla Trio got on on this. Really happy for Jeremiah Jr. because he you know anytime he gets an opportunity, he's a really good guy, and. Um, he, you know, certain guys in CML, I'm really happy to see that they're doing well, like Ray Cometa, um, Dragon Rojo Jr., Templario, Girlmaya Jr. You know, certain guys in the promotion, just good guys. Um, Echicero, um, certain guys are just good guys that you kind of are rooting for. And, you know, this was actually a cool thing for, for, for them to to be on this. Um, this should be a, I actually think this should be a really fun um, trios match. Um, Girlmaya Jr., should be able to carry his side of things. And I think Stigma and Archelis, they are capable of having good matches or good performances. Um, and I think with these, Dulce Atrapasueños have pretty much become a very regular act in CMLL. So they've kind of figured out what they do in their, ma- in their matches. And, you know, for the most part, they've been pretty good. Um, this, should be a, this should be a fun way to open the show. Uh, the second match is Nero Casas, Star Jr., and Titan versus Los Infernales, Euphoria, Hechicero, and Mephisto. Um, again, I think this is going to be a fun match, um, especially if Nero Casas, and I'm pretty sure he will because he's done this in the past in matches, um, he'll kind of step aside and let the younger guys um, have their time to ch- to shine. I would guess, I would not be shocked if the, the Los Infernales win this match just because I think that's kind of a way to set up the what's going to happen for the um, Night of Champions show. It would make sense for them to win, but you know, being CMLL, you never know. But this should be a fun match. I mean, Titan, another guy that I I like to root for just because he's a really good guy, should be a fun match. You get uh, Titan Star Junior getting to work with um, Euphoria and Echicero, so that's definitely going to be fun. Um, then we get the third match, which is the Copa Independencia final this past Friday. Mystico advanced to the final. Um, I would assume that the, the winner for Block B is going to end up being Volador Jr. We're probably going to get Mystico versus Volador Jr. I would be shocked if it was anything other than that. Um, that seems like the obvious thing because those are the two big names that we're missing off of this uh, this year's anniversary. I think that should be a, a, a fun uh, match if it is that. If it's not Mystico versus Volador Jr., maybe it's Mystico versus... Who knows? I mean, if it's... I, I don't remember who was in his Block I can't remember. I think Carbonario's in this other. He might be in the in the. He might not have been in the in the in Mystico's block. If he's not in, if he wasn't in Mystico's block, I could see him kind of being the the dark, the guy who beats Volador Junior. to go face Mystico in the in the 89th anniversary show. 
for the Copa Independencia final. I think I think either one of them is Carvernario or Volador Jr. or you know I think that would be fine. Um, I'm sure there's other. I think Grand Guerrero and Angel de Oro might be in the in this second block because Niebla Roja was in the first block. So I mean we'll have to wait and see who's who kind of fits more for Mystico. But I would. I would imagine it's probably going to be Mystical versus Volador Jr. Um, the fourth match on the show um, is La Jarochita versus Reina Isis in a mass match. I think this should be a good match. I wouldn't be. I, I mean, Jarochita is is a probably CML's best CML female wrestler, and I, I I probably shouldn't have said probably. I should probably say is because she's been by far the one that performs the best on a fairly regular basis, um, and she might actually be one of the better all all around. Like if you're going to pick best overall she's definitely high up there among female wrestlers in mexico i think reina isis is capable of maybe having a good match but i think it's going to be more so harochita carrying the load for this um, because reina isis can be very inconsistent in what she's doing in the ring Um, and i kind of i kind of get the feeling reina isis is probably gonna be the one that loses this match for whatever reason i just kind of think she's going to be the one that loses wouldn't be shocked either way honestly because i think Harochita could also drop it, but um, especially the fact that she's kind of been um, she's been ch- changing her body a little bit now that she's been teaming up with Yuvia, she's kind of gotten a little more serious about her physique and whatnot. So it's a it's a to me it could be I go either way, but right now I'm kind of leaning towards Reina Isis losing the mass match just because you know she kind of seems like somebody that's kind of ready to move on and do that more than anybody else on CML's female roster. Then we get the fifth match. The fifth, it's not the fifth match, but the fifth. Um, well, I guess it is the fifth match. It is the Relevo Suicidas tournament, with the winning team going into a mask or hair match final. The teams are Atlantis and Fuerza Guerrera, Averno and Ultimo Guerrero, Atlantis Junior and Stuka Junior, and the last team had to be changed because it was initially Sobrano Junior and Templario. Um, Templario got hurt recently. Um, suffered a shoulder injury that required surgery and he's expected to be out five to six weeks uh maybe possibly longer but that's more or less the time that the time frame he was he, he he's he was given and was mentioned by cmll and so as soon as that was announced templario being um out of the anniversary show um so Barano jr posted a video talking about how he did not want to get removed from the from the from the tournament because he had already signed a contract and he was hoping CMLL would find somebody else to replace him. The injury happened on a Friday. Um, so Barano Jr. made posted that video on a Saturday. And then on Sunday, Dragon Rojo Jr. posted that he would like to replace Templario because and he gave out his reasoning being that he had just beaten he had been um Sobrano Jr. for the CML World Middleweight title earlier in the year and he had just recently beaten Robbie Eagles in a title defense um so um it made sense like if there was anybody that was going to replace Templario it kind of seemed like Dragon Rojo Jr. was the ideal fit you kind of wish Templario was on it but I think Dragon Rojo Jr. was the was was a suitable replacement um it's all it also kind of sends a, a bit of a potential monkey wrench I thought initially could have been a potential monkey wrench but having watched the Grand Prix, I definitely think they got to go with Stuka Jr. If they're going to have somebody drop his mask, um, I'm guessing Stuka Jr. is probably the most likely one to lose it to Atlantis Jr., which would be a huge a huge first win for Atlantis Jr., especially if you're trying to build him up as the next big star of the promotion and you know to carry the, the, carry the tradition of his father, Atlantis. That makes more sense. Like if you told me, if, like if you asked me 
um, what I would pick to be the one that should drop, should be the big mask match on that show. I would go with Atlanta Senior versus um, Fuerza Guerrera just because if you could get Fuerza Guerrera to drop his mask before he retires, do it now. And I think it would be perfect. Um, that would pro- that's probably the match that everybody that that's going to order this or is like more of an old school fan would want. It's probably not the match that anybody wants to watch as far as um, aesthetically being a good match. Um, but it's what I think would probably work as far as, um, you know, giving CML a little more time to build up some of the other guys and get a huge mask win for one last one last big mask victory for Atlantis. Because, I mean, I think it would be so cool like if Atlantis ended up winning and he would have Fuerza Guerrera's mask added to not only Sombra, Ultimo Guerrero, um, Viano Tercero, Tadisman, uh, Mano Negra, countless other masks, Kung Fu. He has so many big mask ma- matches that he's won. I think it would be kind of a cool thing to have that as one of his last big mask matches. And also, um, right now that you could still kind of get it, because right now, I think because of COVID and everything, I think people would be a little bit more forgiving of what they could do. Plus, you could also shorten it if you're going to do the, 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 you're doing this tag tournament. Um, this tag tournament is probably going to last, if let's say it lasts 20, 25 minutes or maybe even longer if you want to add a little more, more time. Then you could do the mass match and make it a little bit shorter so these two guys don't like blow up in the match and, and ends up being really bad. But I think to me, like the, if I, if you gave me the, what order I would go with as far as preference. I think Fuerza Guerrero would be the, at the top of the list. Now, would it happen? I don't think it's going to happen just because I don't see Fuerza Guerrero dropping his mask any at, at all. Um, I think he's somebody that kind of realizes that, you know, even after he, he supposedly is going to retire, which I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's going to probably maybe take some time off and then come back again because these guys always get the wrestling bug and and there's always promoters constantly asking them to come back. Um, he's going to want to do autograph signings and doing merch merch appearances, you know, and all this other stuff that that guys do to generate revenue and having the mask kind of adds to that. So I kind of think he's probably going to say no. He probably already said no to losing his mask. Um, it'd be cool like if 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 it was him. Um, to me, that would be number one. Number two would be Stuka Jr. Just because I think I think it's time, especially if his son is going to join CMLL soon. Um, and I think that would be something I would think would be really cool is if it was um, Atlantis Jr. versus Stuka Jr. You have Atlantis Jr. seconded by his father, Atlantis. And then you have um, Stuka Jr. being seconded by his son, Hijo de Stuka, Hijo de Stuka Jr., and then that could be like your introduction to Hijo Estuca Jr., where he kind of like does the does the the you know the I'm gonna pay get you when I when I start wrestling you know get revenge for my father and I think that would be kind of cool for them to do. So I kind of think Stuka Jr. is my second. He's kind of my top choice as far as the guy that I think is most likely to lose, as far as CMLL goes. But for me, I would prefer it be Fuerza. But you know, you never know. Third choice, unfortunately. Actually, third choice for me is Dragon Rojo Jr. Think about it. This guy has had five pretty big injuries in his career. And he's been able to come back from them. And he's been able to continue to be pushed by CML as uh, you know somebody that's relevant in their promotion. There was a stretch where he was more of a mid-card when he was teaming up with Polvora and... Um, and the the when they were forming the Revolucionarios, first with Rey Escorpion and then uh, with Bobby Zavala, but since he came back from the more recent injury, he's kind of been pushed a little bit higher. Um, he beat 
Soberano Jr. for the, for the middleweight, the Simao World Middleweight title. He just beat Robbie Eagles. He's on a high note right now. This seems like the best time for him to drop his mask, um, the most value he's going to get right now. To me, like, if you could get Stuka Jr. to maybe, you know, inst- if, it, to me it would make more sense to get Dragon Rojo Jr. to lose his mask ahead of Stuka Jr. or, or even Fuerza, just because you don't know about the the, the injury history. Just because of the injury history, you know that there's always that chance that this could be it. Um, I think it would be kind of cool if he had that last big moment. But unfortunately, I don't think he's... I think if, if you're going to go in order... It's going to be Stuka Jr. one, then probably um, Averno, then Dragon Rojo Jr., and then maybe like Ultimo Guru or somebody like that, just because I don't really, I don't see Soberano Jr. or Atlantis Jr. or Atlantis losing their mask. And honestly, I just don't see any of those three guys losing their mask. Um, it'd be too soon for for Soberano Jr. or Atlantis Jr. And, you know, Atlantis Jr. is going to be somebody that's going to carry the mantle for Atlantis. So to me, it's got to be one of the other five guys. And obviously, I think Ultimo Guerrero, his, his hair has a little bit more value. To me, more like if you could get, like I said, if you could get Fuerza to drop his mask, you could get so many of these other guys to like have other big matches down the road. Like you could headline a Dos Leyendas with a Verno versus Ultimo Guerrero in a hair match. And then you could do like next year, maybe you do Dragon Rojo Jr. versus Soberano Jr. or Stuka Jr. versus Atlantis Jr., and then you follow that up with whoever the was remaining. And then you kind of like set up that to the next one. I mean, you could actually, it's very possible that you could have like the 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 top match for at least the two events from next year. And then one more for the following anniversary. So you could actually get four big um, matches out of this show. But um, I think, I, like I said, I think it's more likely that I, I would, I, if I had to guess, I think Stuka Jr. is probably the more likely one. Um, I think Averno would probably be second and ahead of Dragon Rojo Jr. just because I think Dragon Rojo Jr. came in too, a little too late. And I also think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, he, he's not going to lose. They just fill, He's just filling in for Templario. And then there's also some people who are probably like, you know, it's not fair for him to lose it because, you know, he was a replacement. But there has been a history where CML has had guys who replace other guys in a mass match. Uh, and lose they actually lose the replacement as actually loses the mask so it's it's possible those are my top three and but ideally Fuerza I kind of would want him to be that just because you're not going to get another opportunity and really I mean honestly like if you look having watched the Grand Prix um, watching um, Dragon Rojo Jr.'s battle through injuries battle back through injuries I think this is a big opportunity and a big moment for any of those guys, either Fuerza Guerrera, Stuka Jr., or or Dragon Rojo Jr. I think all of those guys could get it. I think Averno versus Tomogoro, that seems like a more of a, a main event for a, another big show. Like, you know, not the top tier, like probably not the, maybe for the 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 early, uh, the late December shows, or maybe the, maybe even like the October Dia de Muertos shows, or the... The, even I would even say Dos Leyendas, but not. I don't think it's a, an anniversary level main event. Yeah, so that's what I think. I, what do I think? I do think it's going to end up being Atlantis Junior versus Stuka Junior when all thing all said and done. Um, and I think Stuka Junior is going to lose his mask. But it should be. A, it looks like a, a very solid card, top to bottom. Should be fun. I'm looking forward to this anniversary show. There's some other shows that I'm not really that into. Um, that they've been posting, but it's like that one I I am looking forward to. Um, one of those shows that I'm not really I'm really kind of confused with. Um, CMLL announced the the Noche de Campeones Night of Champions show would be happening on September 30th, and 
they actually announced that there would be six title defenses. Um, they announced the champions that would be defending the titles, and they announced the three um, the three challengers for every title that would you could vote on right now. You could vote on that when you, if you go to CML.com. Um, the first one that was announced was Mercurio defending the CML World Minis title, and he would go against either Piero Tito, Ultimo Dragoncito, or Minos. The second match announced was Yuvia and La Jarochita defending the Mexican National Women's Tag Team titles against either Amapola and Dark Silhouetta, or Princesa Suhey and Marcella, or Reina Isis and La Metallica. Um, the third match was Los Malditos, Sagrado, and Los Gemelos Diablos 1 and 2 defending Simeo World Trios titles against either Los Infernales, who are Hechicero, Euphoria, and Mephisto, Juanato's team, Fugaz, Esfinge, and Star Black, or La Ola Negra, Akuma, Espanto Jr., and Dark Magic. Um, yeah. And the next match that was announced was Chavez Brothers, Angel de Oro, and Niebla Roja defending the CML World Tag Team titles against either Ultimo Guerrero and Gran Guerrero, Dulce Gardenia and Espiritu Negro, or Volador Jr. and Magia Blanca. Titan will defend the CML World Welterweight title against either Negro Casas, Rey Cometa, or Suicida. And then the final match that was announced was Mystic Mystico would defend the NWA World Historic Middleweight title against either Sobrano Jr., Guerrero Maya Jr., or Rujido. Early on right now, I think right now, pretty much a lot of these are, are not that big of a surprise. Um, leading in the minis has been Pierrotito, uh, which I think Pierrotito versus Mercurio would probably be a pretty good match. I don't think it's ever happened. I don't think it's happened. Um, so it'd be something that's a little bit different. Uh, but I don't think a lot of people are really that... It, excited about the the minis or the women's match and there's a couple of other matches that maybe aren't that strong um, but mercurio versus pirotito seems like the more logical one that would be more likely to be a a good match that we haven't seen the the women's tag match right now leading are amapola and dark silhouette um, that would actually be a pretty good match with yuvia and harochita that seems to be the one that would be the more likely um, best outcome best match possibilities princesa suhey and marcella marcella isn't the same marcella she was five, six years ago. And Reynolds and La Metallica, no, no, no. Metallica, um, La Metallica has been in a lot of um, big matches in the past and has been very underwhelming in them. Um, not totally all her fault, but for the most part, she hasn't been very good. And I think she has, to, like, she has to find a way to redeem herself. And I don't want, I don't think this is the, this is the match that would be worth throwing her out there to redeem herself just because I don't think she could, this, this, this just isn't that. There's the other two, the other two teams are better. Los Malditos, the obvious, the team that's getting the most, and this is probably the the, the one that's going getting the most votes um, as far as um, run away from the, the, the difference between what first and second place has been. Um, Los Infernales are just blowing away their, the, the competition. Keep in mind, with all of this that they're talking about, with the voting and all everything, if somebody tests positive for COVID, this change, or somebody gets hurt, this changes everything in these some of these matches, and um, that's possible. Juanato's team, I just don't think they've been, um, they haven't been that impressive to me. And that's the other thing. Like I think the Fuerza Poblana trio has actually kind of looked a little better than even Juanato's team. And Ola Negra, I mean, they're very popular with fan with certain fans. They have a very uh, strong fan base, mostly Akuma and Espato Jr., but we don't need Dark Magic. And if, if, if you could pick six matches... And one of them consists of dark magic. Please don't pick it. I mean, you don't need that. The tag match, surprisingly, 
Um, Ultimo Guru and Grangaro do not do well in these van pulls just because I think people just get tired and they already know CMLL is going to push them and they're always going to get an opportunity for a tag title match. I think they just had one with the Chavez brothers recent and I think over the, the summer or recently, um, earlier in the year at least. Dulce Gardenia and Espirito Negro surprisingly leading this right now. I'm surprised just because I thought Volador Jr. and Magia Blanca would be ahead. And I think that would probably be the better match. Actually, I think either one, especially with Dulce Gardenia. Those two teams really have one guy who stands out over his, his partner with Dulce Gardenia looking way better than Espiritu Negro and Volador Jr. looking way better than Magia Blanca. But I kind of think Magia Blanca is a step ahead of um, Espiritu Negro in terms of quality. Um, I hope Volador Jr. and Magia Blanca get a little bit more... Um, points because um, I would like or more votes because I think they would probably be a better matchup for the Chavez brothers and with Titan um, surprisingly Suicida is ta- actually taking the lead right now um, Nero Casas is very very much not in this like very much out of it it's really Rey Cometa and Suicida and, and Suicida is very much ahead of Rey Cometa I think this is interesting just because either one of those guys Rey, Rey Cometa I think the sentimental favorite is Rey Cometa just because this is one of those matches that I don't think anybody would ever see happen between uh, Titan and Cometa. One of those matches that I think fans would actually like love to watch. Um, I think that would be something. Uh, but Suicida, I mean, what are the odds of him ever getting a shot at Titan too? So um, especially right now that he's young, um, I think it'd be kind of interesting. I think either guy, maybe maybe like a Suicida getting this opportunity would probably elevate him or push him. But it would be, I think this would be interesting. I, I kind of hope Rico Meta kind of makes a comeback and is able to get in this match with Titan. But, you know, I'm okay with Suicida. I mean, I think the other, the only issue that this, the, so far that this card has is that um, a lot of the people that are winning the voting, um, other than the Infernales, it doesn't seem like it's going to be something that's really going to draw the fans that attend CM, like, the diehard fans that maybe don't care about the voting, they might not show up for this. It might have to depend on these the fans who are actually voting showing up to attend these shows. And the final match, Mystico um, defending his NWR World Historic Middleweight title. I would prefer Sobrano Jr. Girl Maya Jr., but surprisingly, Rujido is winning right now. Um, Sobrano Jr. is kind of close to Rujido, and I think it's Sobrano Jr. posting or mentioning this on his social media would probably turn the corner for him to win this uh, which I think would be like a really good match Sobrano Jr. versus Mystico is I, I don't think it's happened um, but at the same time I also think Girl Maya Jr. would also be a, another good opponent for Mystico um, but you know if it's if they could get Sobrano Jr. and Mystico I think that would make more sense just because that would be a really good match to headline the show at, or to draw in the bigger crowd if it's Rujido versus Mystico I don't see I don't really see that I don't see a lot of people really attending um CMLs that show for that purpose. There's a chance the show will have a lot of weak, a lot of weaker challengers for the champions, other than the Infernales versus Malditos. I could see that being the match that maybe becomes the main event. But again, that's also their issue that um, the voting. If there's a lot of voting for a certain match, um, it's gonna get, it's gonna get a lot of, um, it's gonna end up leading to um, that match ending up getting the main event spot or getting position higher. So that's all the CMLL for this week. I guess now we will talk about AAA. AAA's Triple Mania 30th show happening in October. Chapter 3 in Mexico City. Um, the only match that we had actually previously known prior to even the... the Really, before they made the announcements at the press conference were the Viano 4 versus Pentagon Jr. Mass versus Mask match. The final of the Ruleta de la Muerte, which I think is going to be an excellent match. Um, Viano 4 
there is something about the Vianos, Viano three, four, and five, where they've just been able to have really strong endings to their ma- to 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 set up their mass matches. I don't know what it is, but they all of them were able to pull this off. Remember, Viano five had the the upset win over Blue Panther, and then dropped his mask to Ultimo Girl, kind of as a payback for unmasking the legendary Lagunero um, Blue Panther. And Ultimo Girl got the revenge for his his, his the maestro of guy that, they, that all the Laguneros idolized in Blue Panther. Viano 3 got the Atlantis match, which was a huge match. One of the greatest matches of, of all time. And now Viano 4 gets um, this um, Triple Mania big match with Pentagon Jr. Um, I think this is really a big moment for both of them because Pentagon Jr. actually mentioned how he hasn't had that big match victory. And I think this is something that I could see being huge for both of them. So I think this is going to be something that's very exciting for for, for um, a good way to end triple mania, these Triple Mania um, 30th anniversary shows. Um, definitely going to be strong. The other match that was announced that's a big match is Hijo de Vikingo defending the, the AAA World Mega Heavyweight title. But AAA made a, a comment that they were going to let the fans vote who they'd like to see him defend the title. It's kind of interesting that they still haven't really made the announcement of who. I guess you just got to mention that mention it on your on your like reply to them and tell or or tell them hey I want to see so and so because um they really haven't made any mention it'd be kind of like interesting if they did like a fan poll kind of like what what CMLL has done with their Night of Champions just because it makes more sense to do that because um right now they they only mention names um obviously the obvious ones being Kenny Kenny Omega um Phoenix and Pe- and Psycho Clown were the three obvious ones they've really not really talked about it beyond that um, I think they've done a few interview segments where they've talked about it, you know, with when they've interviewed, been interviewed by, by, um, by the by the media, but really nothing nothing beyond that. I think the person that's probably made more lobbied more for that match has been Juventud Guerrera, who um, immediately um, there was a skit on the more recent AAA show where where they kind of poked fun at, at Juventud Guerrero, kind of Juventud Guerrera putting his name into the the hat. I don't think he's going to get the opportunity for that. I think it really comes down to Kenny Omega, Phoenix, or Psycho Clown. And I think more likely, I think, I I don't know. It kind of feels like they're hoping it's Kenny Omega, but I could see it being one or the other. Or who knows? They could even, like, announce a four-way match. It's, trip, it's AAA. They'll do it. You never know what's going to happen. Um, but it will be a strong match. I think it'll be good. It's got Hijo de Vikingo, so you know it's going to be good. Um so that's going to be a, a big match. The other match that was announced was Cibernetico versus Pagano in a hair match. That, eh, you know, I'm not that excited about, especially because Pagano doesn't even have a lot of hair. Um, but that's probably going to be the match that's going to have a lot of um, interference, a lot of crazy spots between these two, um, a lot of sloppiness, uh, especially <laughs> a lot of sloppiness from both of them because they've been they're prone to having um, sloppy spots in their matches, and. Um, you know, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a it's going to be an event to watch that match. And then the other match that was actually announced was Taya defending the AAA Reina, the Reina's title against Thunder Rosa. But I think that match has pretty much changed because Thunder Rosa is now out with an injury. Um, so um, Taya had actually mentioned that she would defend the title against the winner of the mask match from the previous Triple Mania, and that ended up being Lady um, Flammer. So maybe we get Flammer versus Taya. Who knows? Um, that wouldn't be that bad. Um, and she already has the, the the big win that she had. Uh, that would be interesting. Um, there was also announcement that there would be a Copa Bardal and there would be a Marvel Lucha Libre match. Those should be interesting. I'm not that. Um, I'm pretty sure the other thing that probably will happen is like we'll definitely probably be seeing Jeff Jarrett on the show. Um, it'll probably be in the Copa Bardal 
or he'll be there to like like help some foreigner win a match or or even be involved in winning a match um he'll he'll be he'll be heavily involved with that um so that should be an interesting show um i'm kind of i'm actually looking forward to that um, looking forward to both the Triple Mania 30th and the anniversary, the CML anniversary shows. They both look like they're going to be strong um, shows. And really, like I know, like when people start talking about Wrestler of the Year, and, and they start talking about it by the midway point. But in Lucha Libre, it really comes down to who wins or what's the big um, anniversary or Triple Mania match, and whatever was the bigger match and the bigger performance usually ends up being the the wrestler that I tend to lean on as far as being wrestler of the year in Mexico. It could be somebody that's out of nowhere. Uh, Titan has been outstanding. Niebla Roja has been really good as well. Um, there's been a lot of guys who have been very good. I'm trying to think. Hijo Vikingo has, you know, been pretty good. Uh, Phoenix is always in the mix. You know, there's a lot of guys. Bandito has been outstanding as well. So you, there's always a bunch. But like I said, the anniversary and the and the Triple Mania main events usually determine who gets a little doesn't determine but really helps you like see who might be the wrestler of the year um, in Mexico um, the other news out of AAA was that Fabi Apache finally announced that she was out of AAA um, she is now an independent wrestler obviously she's probably just going to be doing a lot of the, the independent shows whatever you see uh, with the Robles promotion in Mexico um, a lot of the stuff in, in the US like with RGR she's been on those shows um, there's been other promotions that have brought her in I don't think she's going to go to CMLL um, right away Right. I wouldn't be shocked if she doesn't go at all just because I don't see that happening. I think everybody would hope just would that's something that everybody was like, man, maybe she'll go and we could finally get her versus, you know, Marcella and Amapola and Princesa Suhey and all these other women. But I don't see it happening. I think she's going to stick being an independent. Um, there's a lot of freedom with her being an independent. She could do a little bit more. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked if she ends up again in AAA, you know, just as an appearance type because I don't think I've like everybody ends up going back. Like we've seen Cibernetico, Psychosis, all these other guys who left, and even in, in even bad terms, and they end up coming back to AAA. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if she comes back anytime soon. Be interesting if she's able to do a little bit more. It, like if if Triple if CML could get her, it'd be awesome. Just because it's she'd be very um, just a different different person in the promotion she's automatically even now she's she'd be the best female wrestler in in cml because you know she hasn't aged as badly as 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 some of the cml women have like amapola and marcella um they've gotten a little they've they're now showing their age um, and fabi really hasn't but like i said i think she's going to stick to being an independent for for the for the immediate future so that's it for this week Pretty much just wanted to run down and, and preview some of the, the upcoming shows, um, give out some of the latest news for the anniversary show and Triple Mania and obviously Night of Champions. Definitely, I do recommend you guys listening. Check out the CML Grand Prix and also the Echicero Euphoria um, title match. Those were great matches. And also I mentioned the the Chavez Brothers versus Star Jr. and um, Hero Mind Jr. That was that was a great match as well. There's been a few other matches that have been really good as well, some being great in, in um, CMLL. There's been some good stuff going on in, um, in AAA um, as far as individual matches. The shows, I mean, honestly, the shows, there's some stuff that I, like it doesn't really, like if you just want to watch Triple Mania, it pretty much don't have to watch the TV shows because they don't really lead too much. But there has been some good stuff on their TV as far as um, individual matches. Um, there's been, you know, there's big Lucha World on on 
Wednesdays on the Mass Lucha channel has been pretty um, entertaining. Um, Big Lucha posts their, their shows as well every so often on, on Mass Lucha's channel as well. Um, I think there's a big IWRG um, hair match coming up that looks pretty impressive. There's a lot of stuff going on, so um, check those out. Um, it, for, for If you want to stay updated, check out LuchaWorld.com. Um, if you're looking for old wrestling reviews, check out RetroWrestling.com. Check out the, the YouTube channel, Retro Wrestling, as well um, for more um, content, wrestling reviews. You'll find our podcast on there as well. Um, subscribe to it. Um, every subscription helps. And if you want more content, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash LuchaWorld. Uh, we have magazine write-ups, um, did some did a podcast on El Santo where he picked out his top five matches of back in 1962. And then I went a little further and talked about the 20 years after and some of the big matches he had afterwards. Um, that's something that I think at some point I'll probably even do like more. Re- I've been, well, obviously I'm, I'm always doing research on that, but at some point I'll probably like even add um, I kind of want to do like a definitive top 10 matches for El Santo at some point um, because really I was more focusing on his the, the bigger ones that were his, his retirement match um, and big singles matches that he had after 1962. Uh, but there's been some tag and trios matches that he had over his career that probably would fall into the, the list of those matches. Um, so check that out. Um, also at the $5 reward tier, I have, um, you could get the, the video vault which are 10 DVD titles uh, available through the Google Drive. You could download those, burn them onto DVD, on, on some disk, um, save them on a, on a hard drive, do whatever you want. Hope everybody enjoyed the show this week, and we will be back again soon. Um, hope, I'm hoping after the anniversary show, we'll have another podcast episode, and um, we'll talk to you guys in about maybe two, three weeks. Maybe a little bit later. Um, Who knows? But we will talk to you guys again soon. So long.